I'm Dr. Fred Silva of Arcana Laboratories, coming to you from Little Rock, Arkansas, with another installment of Throwback Thursday. Circumferential mesangial interposition, or going round and round in circles. One has to know what is normal before one interprets what is abnormal. Thus, understanding the anatomy and physiology of the normal kidney is important in our diagnosis and understanding of renal morphologic changes in the kidney. Indeed, there is even a book by Stacy Mills and others entitled Histology for the Practicing Pathologists, or something like that. For example, with the glomerulus, it is important to know that the glomerular basement membrane does not completely circle and encase the glomerular capillary. The GBM courses peripherally over the glomerular capillary at the periphery, but then reflects across the mesangial regions, leaving the portion of the glomerulus abutting the mesangial region, not completely encircled by the GBM. Thus, there is continuous, contiguous, unobstructed space connecting the glomerular mesangial regions with the adjacent glomerular capillary subendothelial space, or what has been called by some the mesangial subendothelial system of the glomerulus. For a while, there was a debate as to whether the glomerulus had two cell types, endothelial and epithelial, visceral and parietal, or three cell types, now including the mesangial cell, as the third cell type. See our previous podcast on mesangial cells. That is now resolved. There are mesangial cells. These mesangial cells are interesting in that they are not only conceived as the RES-MPS system, reticuloendothelial mononuclear phagocytic system of the glomerulus, but these cells also are muscle cells that can move, migrate, more about that in a minute, and even help the overlying podocytes produce the GBM, and more about that too. This podcast is about mesangial cell interposition, that is, mesangial cells that move from the mesangial regions into the adjacent continuous glomerular subendothelial space and at times creating a GBM-like structure between the migrating mesangial cell and the glomerular endothelium, sometimes called tram tracking, reduplication, or some other term like that. The root cause of this migration of mesangial cells between the endothelium and the overlying normal GBM is uncertain at times, but can be secondary to the presence of glomerular subendothelial immune deposits, as if to clear them out, or endothelial damage with some coagulation proteins forming in the glomerular subendothelial space. Mesangial interposition was first described in a superb light microscopic study on the scarred tissue in glomerulonephritis in 1963 by David Jones. David Jones seemed to be everywhere. He recognized that the sponge fibers are formed on the internal side of the circumference of the glomerular capillary basement membranes, resulting in reduplication of the GBM and believed that the fibers originated from stalk cells. Mesangial interposition was mentioned briefly by Churg in 1965, by Faith and Trump in 1966, 
and by Zamboni and Martino in 1968. Circumferential mesangial interposition was further defined by Arakawa and Kimmelstil of Kimmelstil-Wilson diabetes fame in 1969 in a seminal laboratory investigation article. In that paper, partial mesangial interposition occurred in normal glomeruli as a nonspecific process and under various pathologic conditions. Circumferential mesangial interposition was seen only when the glomerular disease was of clinical significance, with the majority of these patients having diffuse glomerulonephritis with an acute post-infectious onset or a lobular glomerulonephritis. What do you do if you see just circumferential mesangial interposition without proliferation or hypercellularity of the glomerular cells? Maybe that is what the Europeans had in mind when they used the term mesangiocapillary glomerulonephritis for what we now call MPGN. Many call this pattern a circumferential mesangial interposition membranoproliferative glomerulonephritis pattern, although one has to distinguish it from an advanced stage 3 or 4 membranous glomerulonephropathy of Ehrenreich and Schurg. There are renal pathologists who believe that the cells between the glomerular endothelium and the overlying normal GBM in interposition are not mesangial cells necessarily, but can be glomerular endothelial cells, there we go again, deep endothelial cells of the early days, or even migrant monocytes from the peripheral circulation. Another uncertainty is whether this change is reversible or not. Unfortunately, our inability to biopsy the same glomerulus twice makes this decision discovery a bit difficult. Thus, we have gone round and round in this discussion of this entity in which mesangial cells extend into the mesangial subendothelial system between the GBM and the endothelial cells and reach the peripheral portion of the glomerular capillary loop. Some investigators, Nakamoto et al., for example, indicate that this circumferential mesangial interposition is secondary to low-grade mesangial lysis and subsequent passive dislocation of the mesangial cells toward the lateral wall of glomerular capillaries via a high hydraulic pressure of blood flow penetrating the lytic mesangium rather than an active movement of the mesangial cells themselves. Several other papers have been written indicating that it is a form of mesangiolysis or can be seen in renal biopsies with mesangiolysis. Of course, its most full, diffuse, global, and severe form is noted in a membranoproliferative pattern, glomerulonephritis. See that podcast. However, circumferential mesangial interposition can be seen in a number of different patterns of glomerular changes ranging from just mild focal and or segmental CMI to full-fledged MPGN pattern. A paper by Mariuma suggests that CMI can be seen nonspecifically in over a half a dozen different renal patterns and thus by itself is not specific for any one pattern, such as a membranoproliferative glomerulonephritis. Thank you for listening. This podcast and more can be found in the iTunes and Google Play stores. For more information and educational programming like this, follow us on Facebook and Twitter, or visit us on the web at arcanalabs.com.